0: Welcome to Carry the Light. I'm your host, Carrie Alexander. During your time here, we'll explore all things positive to brighten up your day and light up the world around you. We'll talk to regular folks about doing extraordinary things, hear fantastic stories, get a little creative in the world of happiness, and learn how you can change the world. Now sit back and relax. Let's Carry the Light. The moment one gives close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself. Henry Miller. There's nothing like the smell of fresh cut grass. For me, it triggers feelings of hope, newness, and excitement. I even love the hum of the lawnmower. Since I was a kid, these things were a symbol to me that winter is gone and life is back and flourishing. With the pandemic still impacting our lives, I think we could all use a deep inhale of fresh cut grass right now. Today on Carry the Light, we'll meet a man who's using something as ordinary as a lawnmower to connect the world in a cutting edge way. We'll meet the creator of the Great Grass Race coming up. But first, this October, isolation is haunting all of us to some degree. We'll spark it up, talking about how connection is important to our mental and physical health. Plus, let's get a little spooktacular with a Halloween expert about how to throw a virtual Halloween party. Miranda from Spooky Little Halloween joins us next on Carry the Light. This year should be the perfect Halloween. It falls on a Saturday night and a full moon is scheduled. I can't think of a better scene for haunted houses or -or trick-or-treating. But this year, trick-or-treating and other events are either canceled or altered to some degree. I personally usually host a huge Halloween party with trunk or treating a haunted forest, DJing, and treats. This year, I had to cancel the event, and I'm now looking to do something online. But what? Miranda from SpookyLittleHalloween.com joins us now with a few ideas to help save Halloween. Okay. Joining me today is Miranda Enzor. So hi, Miranda. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you've got a head start on thinking about Halloween because I see on your website that you celebrate it all year long. So you've got to have some creative ideas when
1: it comes to taking Halloween virtual. So how would you tell folks to get started? So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can go about that this year, whether it's starting new traditions or maybe kind of thinking through some different ways to host a traditional Halloween party, but go virtual with it, you know, do a Zoom call or a Facebook room or something like that. I think, you know, if you wanted to do maybe like a virtual costume contest with some of your friends, that could be fun or um, maybe, you know, play some Halloween games, Halloween charades, you can kind of make up your own thing to do over a Zoom call. I think there's a lot of different ways to, to have a little bit of fun on the internet and still celebrate Halloween with your friends while socially distancing this, this season.
0: So I'm guessing you could have two different kinds of Halloween parties. You could have one for adults and maybe one for kids. So what are some ideas, starting with the, the bigger ones, for the adults? What ideas do you have for them if they were having a Zoom Halloween party?
1: So I mean, I've, I know through all of this, I've kind of done a lot of virtual happy hours with friends. So I think maybe just giving it a Halloween spin, maybe sending out a cocktail recipe for everybody to make at home and enjoy could be really fun. I also have always loved the idea of doing like a pumpkin beer tasting or like a wine and candy pairing. So I think that could be fun to do with friends over a, a Zoom call too. Um, you know, assign everybody either a different pumpkin beer to taste test and kind of give their mini review of it or, you know, bring a, their favorite wine and candy pairing and just have a little fun and enjoy the Halloween season. It
0: does sound like a lot of fun. So after you do your wine and candy pairing and your pumpkin beer tasting... Then I know you have listed like maybe karaoke and a costume contest.
1: (laughs) I mean, that'd be be kind of fun too. I think a lip sync battle would be really fun, you know, especially maybe after a a pumpkin beer or two. (laughs) Things to get fun, interesting, have some some blackmail on people.
0: (laughs) My friends are just cringing right now. They're hearing you and they're like, oh, (laughs) she's so going to do this. So what about for the kids? So if the kids can't trick or treat or you're looking for a safe alternative, what kind of kid things would you,
1: um, suggest? So I think there's so many, again, so many directions you can go with that too, as a family, I think, you know, maybe celebrating at home, having a a Halloween movie marathon since Halloween is on a Saturday this year, see how many Halloween movies you can get in, have everybody in the family pick one and just keep going with them. I think maybe if you're not going to go out trick or treating, still getting your kids to dress up in costume and host a costume dinner party at home could be really fun, and you could tie in some of your, your items on your menu to uh, whatever everybody's dressing up as, just for fun. And if you are still thinking about trick or treating, or you know want to go about that in in a safe way, one of my favorite ideas I've seen is setting up a basically a candy graveyard in your front yard. Um, maybe just having a couple, you know, little, those cheap foam headstones and putting some bowls of candy out and just allowing kids to kind of pick which candy they want. That way you're still socially distancing. One of my favorite things too, that I've seen in the last like week or two is a candy chute. I know there's a couple, a couple dads out there that really love Halloween um, and they've been building these candy shoots out of PVC piping. And, you know, just something to slide the candy on down to the kids so that you can socially distance, but, you know, still get that trick-or-treating feeling and, you know, maybe make it a little, little different and a little special for 2020. That is such a great
0: idea. I love the idea of a candy shoot or even the uh, Halloween candy graveyard. I-, I bet the kids it would be something new and fun for Halloween as well. You know, you can get your candy flying out of a shoot.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I think that's kind of the beauty of 2022 rather than looking at it as, oh, we're losing out on all these traditions that we usually have. It's a chance to reinvent them and kind of make some fun, new, different memories this year. So talking
0: about fun, new memories, What about bringing Halloween into your home? The spirit of Halloween, if you're still quarantining or you're still at home, what would you suggest for people to uh, brighten up their lives around the house?
1: I'm gonna say decorate. So I, I will confess, I do have one room in my apartment that stays Halloween all year long. Because when you're a Halloween blogger, it's just part part of the part of the business that you work run in. But I think you know decorating decorating your whole house, and I think this is true for just the entire holiday season, not even just Halloween. I think those touch points are going to be really important for all of us this year, just to have a little bit of normalcy at the end of such a, a crazy year. So you know, maybe making it really an event uh, with your family if you haven't decorated yet you know, gathering everybody together on a Saturday afternoon, watch a, you know, put on a a Halloween movie or put on some Halloween music and just have some fun with it and really make it a a family event, not just something that we have to do to, you know, get all the Halloween decor up.
0: Yeah, something to remember during this time, for sure. For sure. And I was also looking at your site. Some of the most popular things are, um, will include a smoking pumpkin. So tell me about that. So what is a smoking pumpkin and how do you make it?
1: It's actually really simple, I'm um, deceivingly simple, which is part of why I put it up on the blog because I wanted people to see, you know, the photos look amazing, but it's really easy to put together. So I just carved a regular old jack-lantern, nothing fancy. And you could very easily use one of those craft pumpkins too, if you don't want to carve a real jack-o' lantern. I happen to love the swish of pumpkin gut. So it's one of my favorite parts of Halloween. So and then there's a bunch of different sites that sell them, but just looking for smoke bombs. if you search for those like on Amazon or something, you can find them relatively easy, but just, you know, they're fairly easy. You just pull the plug on them and drop them in the pumpkin and, you know, take your smoking pumpkin photos. Mm-hmm. You're done. It's easy. It's how, fun. How long does <laughs> it last when those smoking bombs? They vary a little bit. I think the ones that I use for my photos were about a minute long and, you know, pr- price point kind of changes based on how, how long they run for, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I usually have about a minute or two with those to kind of Drop them wherever you're going to use them and get your your photos in.
0: And what other fun tip would you give to listeners out there for
1: Halloween this year? You know, I think one of the things I love about Halloween is there is no wrong way to celebrate it. Um, it's kind of, I jokingly call it the misfits holiday. It's a place where everybody can fit in no matter what. So I just, you know, no matter how you want to Halloween this year, it's, you know, it's right. And just have fun with it and enjoy a little bit of the, the holiday season.
0: Well, I was gonna ask you why you love Halloween so much and celebrate it all year, but I, I think we got a, a little bit of a response right there with it. It's it's a, a celebration for
1: everyone. Yeah, for sure. I also I've just always loved dressing up too. I think it's so fun to be somebody else for an evening and, you know, just step into somebody else's shoes. I think it goes a little bit with the the writer in me. I, you know, love being a character and transforming into something else, living a, a different life than what I normally live. So it's just, yeah, it's a fun chance to just have a little bit of fun.
0: And I think we could all use that right now a little escapism, a little bit of silliness, uh, a moment to laugh and not be so stressed out. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Miranda. For more information on a spooky little Halloween, go to carrythelight.com. Halloween is a great way to connect with people and a wonderful distraction during a scary time. Stay with us. We'll spark it up with more ideas on how to bring people together while we're apart next on Carry the Light. Let's face it, the scariest things in our lives right now isn't something that goes bump in the night. It's those super stressed out moments. Wondering will this pandemic ever end? When will we travel again? When will my kids go back to school? Will they always zoom into work? But worse than that, a lot of us can feel alone, and that's impactful to our state of mind. Without the resiliency we get from our relationships, you may yell a little bit more, drop a few F-bombs when the school calls and says your kid didn't turn in his or her assignment, snap at your spouse, or even stop taking care of yourself. I mean, why get dressed? You're not going to see anyone anyway. The Mayo Clinic refers to loneliness as our body's way of telling us we need to connect with others. It's kind of like when you're thirsty, you know you need to take a drink. Sadly, it's hard to stay connected right now, so you've got to get a little creative. Here's a few ideas. Go old school. Send a written note. I just got a postcard with a gift from a friend. She signed the card. Can't wait to get together once this is all over. Aren't you tired of saying that? The note and the gift made me smile. Felt good to hear she felt the way I did and that she was thinking of me. Number two, phone it in. Call a friend. I was having a rough day when a friend called from California. In the midst of the call, she said, Hey, no matter what you do, you know you've already done enough. It wasn't until later that night that the phrase came back to me. So I say this to everyone You have done enough and you are enough. No matter if the laundry's done, you lost your temper, or you're struggling at work, you are enough. And guess what? Tomorrow's a new day anyway. Number three, let's Zoom. We talked about Halloween, but here's a few more ideas. Host a wine, bourbon, beer, or chocolate tasting. Email a list of drinks or food that your virtual guests will need and print some notes. Try a murder mystery party or hosting a theme like Oktoberfest, horse racing, the 1980s, or even travel back in time 100 years. I've done this with all of my friends. We wear hats, costumes, do the chicken dance, place bets, rock out. And, you know, for that moment, we laugh, forget about the pandemic, and allow ourselves to be silly again. It's great therapy. And yes, I'm lucky I have friends who will play along. Try games like Friendship Jeopardy, charades, or Win, Lose, or Draw. If you're a bit more serious, try, you know, learning things like flower arranging, how to make cocktails, or host a paint and sip join a Bible study or a book club online. The Mayo Clinic also recommends surrounding yourself with pictures of your loved ones, organize old photos, and reflect on the past. Think about those who inspire you. Even if you can't be there in person, they are there in your heart. And above all, remember these key things. Breathe, you are enough, and connect. There's someone wanting to hear from you right now. Hi, Dennis. Thank you for joining us today. So it seems like one of the core tenets of the show is watching people relying on the kindness of strangers. Because I noticed the contestants can't even accept money, but they can get donations. So they have to depend on someone for food, shelter, gas, all the basic necessities. So how did that go for them? I mean, um, what was their experience like on the road?
2: So... We knew people were generous and we didn't know they were that generous. So they started the race, they stopped at the first house and they got canister of gas and oranges. And then they stopped at the second one. Basically, 90% of the people they met were willing to help and wanted to support them. So it's really the full America that carried them on their shoulders around that, that journey.
0: Yeah. And it was quite the journey. I believe it was, was it three months on the road?
2: So they spent 11 weeks on the road, 11 or 12 weeks. Now it's, we were expecting them to take three months, but it went a bit faster than what we were expecting, yeah, three, two, two, two and a half months, basically.
0: <laughs> so those lawn m- lawnmowers had to get up and go to them. Speaking of traveling on a lawnmower, I was watching some of the footage. It's a little bumpy. You're exposed to a lot of elements, you know, you... um car exhaust, heat, rain, what have you. And I believe these contestants only had a lawnmower and a trailer with their supplies behind them. How did you find people willing to take this on?
2: I think you would be surprised when you post a casting call with a concept that is that simple and that exciting for people, you will receive a lot of requests, especially in time of pandemic where uh, everyone is stuck at home. And that's, everyone wants to visit the country. Everyone wants to, to get out of home and do something new. So it was it was pretty easy to to have people playing for, for that show.
0: So I'm detecting a French accent, I'm guessing. So what was it like for you traveling across America? Was it what you thought it would be? Are there stories that stand out in your mind?
2: How is it? It's really interesting. You discover most of the, this is like really, So many different cultures within that country, so many different modalities, it's a really, really, really nice experience. We have states where we have nothing, not even phone network and we have states like where we have so many things. So it's, as a foreigner, it is a dream to discover such a country on that scale. So it was really enjoyable, definitely.
0: Yeah, I've been very fortunate to live in various uh, spots around America and travel quite a bit. And it is such a diverse country when it comes to topography, the subcultures within the culture itself. Every place has a unique characteristic. But I would say that through it all, a common thread I find is a majority of people want to help one another. And they'll do whatever they can to lift up the other person. Was that what you found along the way? Or is there any certain person that you watched an interaction or met along the way that stands out?
2: Anywhere in America, we saw that generosity.
0: That's uh, fantastic. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why you started this. It's a very interesting personal story, why you started Vision to begin with. It's because you wanted to try to make the world a better place. So tell me about that.
2: My background is ten years working uh, in Africa, so it was a tough, tough experience. But um, really, I realized early enough that as soon as you have a roof and some food, you that's enough to be happy. You don't need like all the extravagance of of a lot of other things. So. It's just a call, a calling
0: I also was watching an interview, kind of a personal documentary that you did yourself, talking about you know having a child makes a difference, and then you've been separated from your child for quite some time, and that was an instigator for you also to move forward with your ideas
2: I mean the, the purpose of meness have changed when my little one disappeared, definitely um because. We know that where she's, she's probably watching us and it's a way to educate her about the real, about what really matters in life. So she can see that the man that has raised her, um, is living by this value of sharing and altruism and love and community. And it really became that. That's, that's really the, the, the motivation behind it for me to go
0: How long has it been since you've been able to communicate with your daughter? And how old is she?
2: She will turn 11 in November, and she was taken away the 30th of November. So it's about 300 days.
0: I have a son exactly the same age, so I know it it is such an incredibly difficult time for you. So you're hoping that... She's seeing wherever she is that she's at least being able to, they're smart at 11 to get online, to search out things. Do you think maybe she's, she's watching your shows, looking up your name, Googling what's happening?
2: That's my hope. That's what we are doing it. And if it's not now, it will be later when she will try to finance her answers. So yeah, I definitely hope she is. And I believe she, she does.
0: So in what ways? I'm guessing watching the show, I've seen, I saw acts of human kindness. I saw people getting gas for other people, even cookies. And like you said, even driving hours to come help the contestants or the grassers. So what messages are you hoping that people do get from the show itself, the, uh, the Great Grass Race? Because I know it, it, it can be frustrating, it can be hard for the contestants at times too, but what do you hope a viewer walks away with?
2: So usually the media always show the bad side, and the news that sell are the news about disasters and criminals and all of that stuff. So my hope is that people will stop being afraid for, from their neighbors and from other people in their community, and they will accept and they will seek for help when they need and that they will build that spirit of community because people want to have a nice life. They want to enjoy life and you need friends for that and you need support and you just can't do that alone.
0: Well, life is a combination of experiences and this is something that all the grassers and anyone involved, I'm sure, will remember forever. It makes for a very interesting story, I would think. So, At the end, when a winner is proclaimed, what does the winner get?
2: So the winner gets, except a new personality that has been changed (laughs) for the last two months, they get a cash pot.
0: What an interesting journey, to say the least. Well, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for trying to help make the world a better place. We really
2: appreciate it. Thank thank you very much. Thank you for your time.
0: And congratulations.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: Still to come on Carry the Light, ways on how you can help make the world a better place and your moment of light. Stay with us. Here's a few ways that you can carry the light. I love to hear of high school football teams mowing lawns for the elderly or helping out with chores that are just too hard for the older population, like changing light bulbs, cleaning gutters, and the list goes on. Maybe check in on someone you know that could use a helping hand this week pick up some groceries, offer to run an errand, or just give them a call. If anything, they could probably use the company. Now for your moment of light. I once had a lady tell me, you'll never know what your essence will leave behind. It gave me a moment to pause and reflect. What did that mean? To me, it spoke to my belief that everyone changes the world, for the good, or the bad. We all have influence. But more so, it made me think of Chuck Hoffman. I read a story many years ago about a world prayer canvas Chuck was hosting. He took a giant canvas, drew squares on it, and invited people to write their prayers in a square and then paint over them. It was symbolic of giving up your burdens, hopes, or thanksgiving to God. All faiths participated. I loved the pain, and I love the emotional-spiritual connection even more. The story stayed with me. Years later, I was watching the Boston Marathon when bombs tore through the crowd. Chuck's idea came rushing back to me, and I transformed it into the America for Boston prayer campus. It was a way of showing we were united, resilient, and strong as a country and as a world. It recorded messages of hope and support. It traveled across the country and grew to the size of a football field with hundreds of thousands of people participating from all over the globe. We'll learn more about that project in years to come, but it was the essence of Chuck's project that inspired me, just from reading an article. Thank you, Chuck. And remember, you never know how your essence, your light, impacts the world. Have a wonderful week and remember to carry the light. Next time on carry the light purpose and passion. Lee Marshall is answering her call to be a voice for children who wait, born into foster care and adopted at the age of two. Lee knows firsthand the difference a forever family can make through her kids to love foundation. She has impacted the lives of more than 265,000 foster children. We'll talk to Lee and find out more about kids to love on carry the light. For more information on how you can carry the light, follow us on Instagram at carrythelight underscore now, or check out our website, carrythelight.com. I'd love to hear from you.